This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment right. It's time to get locked and loaded with two full hours of Gun Sports Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Lance Palkey, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you anything and everything there is to know about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your American right to own and bear arms. Visit GunSportsRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor and or guest of the show. Now, here's your hosts, Dave, Lance, and Michael. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. All right, by the way, we are now Facebook Live. Woo-hoo. And how do you get there? Go to Facebook.com slash SDCGO or just do a search for San Diego County Gun Owners. Go to our Facebook page, and you're you're gonna see our bright, shiny, smiling, half-masked face. Yeah, we all got on. Ew, that's pretty good. All right, hey folks, look by the way, and look for our shows on your favorite podcast platform. It's super, super simple at GunSportsRadio.com. That's GunSportsRadio.com. And please remember, we're a two-hour show now, so at five o'clock, don't get off that chair or stop that car. Take a listen. And this hour is brought to you by our good friends at Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is the best legal protection for self-defense. Check them out on their website at firearmslegal.com. Firearmslegal.com. You know, California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR platform rifle. What's the solution? Cali Key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform rifle into a straight pull bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon it's a true drop-in solution no milling no aesthetic modifications and no turning off your gas system keep your entire ar collection intact at a price you can afford with cali key check out cali key at calikey.com that's k-a-l-i-k-e-y.com all right, Mr. Schwartz, who have we got for a guest today? What's up? Well, as as you all, I don't know if anybody's turned on the news lately, but there's this COVID-19 thing happening. Really? Yeah. I thought you were just being yeah. fashionable. <laughs> so what we're doing is we're trying to get as much information out about it as we can. So we have this week, we have Chris Rodriguez from the Oceanside City Council, who is going to talk to us about what's going on in Oceanside related to COVID-19 and uh, his thoughts and feelings on what's going on uh, statewide and nationwide. Chris, are you there? Hey, how are you guys? Fantastic. Chris Rodriguez, an endorsed San Diego County gun owners, city council member in the beautiful city of Oceanside. So happy to have you on. Um, I've been watching some video from you in on the uh, dais there at the uh, city council meetings and uh, watched some of your comments. And I'm extremely interested to have you on the show. Give it t- first off, tell us what we need to know about Oceanside, what's open, what's closed, what do we need to know? And then let's talk about what your thoughts are with the uh, about the response. Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, we're really trying to lead the way in Oceanside and just being, you know, practical and, and taking this from a common sense standpoint. Obviously, we want to listen to our health officials, but at the same time, we, we don't want our economy to tank. And so we're really advocating for our local businesses. We have uh, coming up actually for a vote this next council meeting, uh, looking at having $3 million to go toward uh, micro loans to help small businesses in Oceanside uh, really, you know, 
$10,000, $20,000 increment uh, to really just get through this, whether it at 0% interest rate and then it'll it'll go up slightly and it's a two-year loan. We just, we're, we're wanting to help our small businesses make it. But from a practical standpoint, I think, uh, you know, from a, a state level all the way on down to a county level, they, they really went way too far in one direction uh, in the definition of what, what is considered essential. I think essential, yes, we need to go to a grocery store, we need to go to a gas station, we need to go to a pharmacy. However, there are businesses that are essential to a local economy, uh, including, you know, uh, creating sales tax to allow us to pay for our police, pay for our fire, fix the roads. And we're not able to do that now. We're not getting anything from, from those essential businesses uh, on a local level. And so if you can walk through the Dollar Tree and, and maintain a six-foot distance and put a face mask on, what, you know, why can't you walk uh, through, uh, you know, Kohl's to go buy some clothes or somewhere, you know, just to be practical about this. I mean, if you've been to any Walmart uh, anywhere, uh, they're just as packed as they always are, you know. And so, if we, you know, we, we really just need to be smart about this, and again, be safe. Well, However, you know, Chris, shutting everything down is just not the way to go. And and you're not just saying this. You're you were on. I saw you on a at a city council meeting saying, "Hey, look, uh, you, you know, what do we? What can we do to get out from underneath this? Uh, the health department. I mean, can we act?" independently i mean you know basically saying we disagree with what we're being told to do you guys uh you know wanted people to be able to walk and and jog on the beach um and held out for a long time about that unfortunately got uh what i some misplaced uh um pushback on that which i think is unfortunate but you're actually trying to take steps to um undo some of the extremeness of of what's going on and i i gotta tell you that's that looks like leadership to me yeah, it's it's not easy. You get a lot of, of upset individuals because they think when I say, hey, let's be practical about this. Let's open up, you know, essential businesses that are essential to our local economy that I'm saying, hey, free for all back to where we were. Absolutely not. What I'm saying is, is that, you know, this is America. Americans have constitutional rights. They're responsible for their own health and safety as as their top priority. And government needs to have very little limited involvement when it comes to that. And if, if an individual wants to walk on the beach and maintain six foot distance, that's their God given right. And government shouldn't be preventing them from doing that. And so I think there's balance. Again, we, we have to balance what our health officials are saying and, and listen. But we also really need to just back up a little and say, hey, you know, there, there's there's things that affect our our quality of life, our health, our safety, that doesn't involve just shutting everything down. And you're not, and and Chris, you're not alone on this. There's been uh, the mayor of Encinitas, Blake Spear. She's been wanting to open things up. The mayor of uh, Santee, John Minto, wants to open things up. And you know who's been really vocal is the mayor of uh, Coronado, Richard Bailey, who's a fantastic guy, fantastic politician. Um, He's been really vocal. He's been getting a lot of push back from a very small but very vocal group of 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 people that just are, are not even they're not even making sense anymore he just wants you know to allow more spaces more open space for people to be able to you know distance from from others and he's getting pushed back so bad that i've actually started calling coronado karen Nato um because it's just been ridiculous over there so chris yeah, no, it, yes sir uh, just yeah. a question here because what michael was just talking about um 
about the mayors want to open this. Uh, John Minto wants to open some things up uh, in Santee. Uh, he talked about Encinitas and stuff like that. And how much power do the mayor? I mean, I was under the assumption that this is supposed to be local control and that the local authorities have some control over what they do or what they don't do. And and how much control or how much power do the mayors actually have to, as you're saying, start using some common sense? Uh, because, you know, you mentioned about microloans and things like that or talked about that. And I, I think a much more common sense approach would be to let these little businesses open back up and let them deal with how they're going to have the social distancing and the cleaning and the masks and everything like that, just like the gun shops are doing. So what's what's um, your approach on that or what, or what can the mayors do? Yeah, so there's two uh, two dynamics. One is from a state level. Governor Newsom has uh, declared a stay at home order. So we're, we're not able to lift that, nor are we saying we want to lift that. What we're what we're approaching is from the other perspective, which is. Uh, public beaches, public, you know, parks, recreational areas, as well as the local economy and the, and the smaller businesses that, you know, can you open or can't you open? And that's from a county perspective. They're, they're the ones that have established what they consider as essential. So we're really advocating. I've been advocating for a May 1st opening of essential businesses, not a complete opening, an opening of essential businesses. I would also like to see our beaches and, and parks and walkways opened uh, for recreational purposes and, and health. Um, but so from a local level, uh, the local leaders, you know, if they're on board, we've been advocating. We wrote a letter to the Board of Supervisors. They actually have an agenda item coming up this week uh, to uh, that's going to be brought to a vote to really put pressure to start getting some of our essential businesses open and, and and it's the county health office that has to remove or modify the order in order for us uh, to, to make local decisions because the local police department has to enforce what the county's uh, official orders are. So if they say you can't be on the beach and you're on the beach, the police department has to arrest you or cite you or, right. or enforce that order. So we're really stuck until that order is modified. Right. Hey, Chris, hold that thought. Can you stay with us for another segment? Oh, no. No, Absolutely. I guess not. You, okay. uh, you, you, <laughs> no, unfortunately, we got we have another call-in guest. Oh, I would I'm love sorry. to have you. I, we could have this ah, conversation no for problem. forever. You're doing such a great job, Chris. I really appreciate it. Can't tell you how much I appreciate the leadership when it really locally, there's been so little leadership. And I, I hope you reach out to uh, Mayor Bailey and Minto and, and you guys start a coalition and get this all solved because you, you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you so much Thank for you. coming on, Chris. Absolutely. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, folks, we're going to take a little break. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense on those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike's Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner. Talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at FirearmsLegal.com. Or you can call them at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. 
Hey, the refi bell has been ringing for many days. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped to a historic low. If you're looking to buy a refi or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all those mortgage needs. Give Chris Wiley a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com backslash alpine. All right, who you got now, boss? We have uh, a return guest, uh, always an interesting interview, a really great guy, really interesting uh, YouTube channel with a ton of subscribers, a ton of people watch him. Uh, William, better known as The Daily Shooter on YouTube. Are you there? Hey, guys. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Doing excellent. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We got you for two segments, and I'm, I'm really looking forward. There's so many things we could talk about. Uh, but I wanted to kick it off with the most recent video you did where you talked about, um, you know, what's going on with COVID-19. You've, you've done a ton of videos on what's going on in California, what's going on uh, across uh, uh, some of the other jurisdictions, you know, regarding COVID-19, the Second Amendment and things are going on, the L.A. sheriff and what a horrible job he's doing. But you kind of recapped it most recently in about a what about a fifteen minute video where you, you just kind of put some things into perspective on everything that's going on with the Second Amendment and COVID nineteen. And I was wondering if you could just recap that and, and just touch on it a little bit. Yeah. So basically, what's going on is it seems like uh, they're using the COVID nineteen crisis right now as a crutch uh, to stand on to try and achieve their agenda to disarm the population. And uh, it seems mostly that it's Democrat governors, uh, Democrat-leaning uh, sheriffs, and all these people across the country that uh, are essentially, I guess you could say, they're ignoring the Second Amendment. They're ignoring the Second Amendment uh, over public health. So that seems to be the big issue. Oh, it's a public health issue, so we're going to go ahead and close gun shops. Oh, it's a public health issue. We can't have people close together, so we're going to you know, stop A, B, and C. So... Basically, uh, you know, across the country right now, there's governors that are closing gun shops. There's uh, states that are no longer allowing background checks, uh, which, you know, freezes gun shops in a different way. Uh, You have L.A. County sheriffs. Uh, You have the Ventura County uh, issue right now where uh, the federal judge says that they're not going to allow Second Amendment stores, FFLs, to be uh, considered essential businesses. So it's a big problem all across the country right now, and the Second Amendment is essentially, like I was saying, being ignored uh, for the sake of public health. And it's not just the usual suspects either. I think, is it Tennessee has stopped doing background checks? Tennessee, yeah, that was a really surprising one. So uh, I have a couple friends that live in, live in Tennessee. They went to their FFL uh, for a pickup, and when they were there, there was no way to conduct a background check, and the dealer said, sorry, you're going to have to come back when the system is up and running. A couple days later, checked in, and it was still down. They were just not allowing background checks to happen. And so it's kind of sitting in limbo, both firearms sitting in limbo right now. Which is, I think that might be confusing for people uh, who are listening who, you know, it's a federal background check. So how, how does the state shut that down? But I'm assuming Tennessee has a system that's kind of like California where, where yeah, they check the federal background check system, but there's a uh, kind of a primary system that they have to go through. Uh, to do the dealer record of sale is that what's going on in tennessee or or how did how did tennessee accomplish this so there's uh different ways to conduct a background check some ffls have point of contact and different states have point of contact where they actually speak that uh, speak to someone directly that works with their state 
uh, other states have a different uh, way of conducting a background check where it actually goes through, you know, the standard system and they have to wait for a reply. And so in Tennessee, uh, you know, since I don't live in Tennessee, I'm not 100 percent sure. It looks like in Tennessee they would have to wait for that state system to access the federal system. That's the best guess that I have as to how it works over there. And and you're, you know, like us, big fans of uh, Firearms Policy Coalition. I know they've been a fantastic resource for you guys as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the biggest reasons I love uh, the Firearms Policy Coalition is because uh, they take on every fight. Uh, you know, you always uh, hear people saying, well, where's the NRA in this? Where's the NRA? Uh, you never have to worry about that with the FPC because they're pretty much on everything. They've been really fantastic. They're a great resource. We're actually a plaintiff. San Diego County Gun Owners is a plaintiff in uh, their lawsuit against the assault weapons ban here in California. And I'm, I, I'm so proud uh, to uh, to be a part of that. And I'm so so proud of Firearms Policy Coalition. I think they do a fantastic job. I'm glad to hear that you you guys have a really great relationship with them as well. And I don't. It sounds yeah. like it's it happened pretty organically, like it did with us. I mean, they're just a really great resource. It's not like you know, it's not like there's some formal agreement. They've just been a really great resource. Yeah, well, it's the thing is with the, the FBC is it's grassroots. It's not some huge, major funded organization. You know, they get a lot of their money from people that go and they become members and they donate. And, you know, it's uh, it's things like that. And so they have, a, I would say, a better connection with the, the members than some of the other larger organizations do. And uh, their presence online also helps. You know, they have a great Instagram page, and they put out a lot of stuff. And they're not not afraid to speak their mind. They're definitely not politically correct. Yeah. So uh, I appreciate that about them, too. And you have a huge presence online. Your YouTube channel, how many subscribers do you have now? Uh, Right now, just over 230,000. Wow. Okay, so... And if, last time you were on, which was, I don't know, maybe about a year ago, you were you were actually having some problems with YouTube. How's everything been in about the last year or so? Oh, it's been miserable. So I've been demonetized uh, three times in the last eight months now. Uh, I've had over 100 videos deleted by YouTube related to firearms. Jeez. Uh, I've lost over 600 videos in the last year and a half. It's It's been terrible. They absolutely hate firearms. So you and you do your 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 uh, channel. You do like product reviews and educational pieces and that sort of thing. And, and what's getting deleted? Yeah, so it's it's typically firearm reviews, magazine reviews, um, device reviews, mobile devices, uh, things that are related directly to parts for a firearm. It doesn't seem like they're really going after the news videos. I try and put out a pretty good mix of content where. You know, we talk a lot about Second Amendment, Second Amendment law, current events, and then I sprinkle in those firearm reviews, bills, AR, stuff like that. But it seems mostly like AR videos, uh, things to re- you know, things related to semi-automatic rifles. Hmm. Now, I'll tell you, there is one thing that I, I think I disagree with you on, and, and this is, uh, you know, um, a lot of times, especially in this day and age, you know, with Facebook and social media, when you know, if you say disagreement, it, it sounds like we're we're ready to roll up our <laughs> sleeves and get into a bar fight, and it doesn't have to be that way. But I think there, yeah. one of the things you were talking about was were protests, and I honestly believe that um, you know, obviously, it's your right to show up and protest. Uh, it's written in the Constitution, but the 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 gun community is horrible at protests, and they range from completely ineffective to counterproductive. And I, I've been trying to encourage people that we should stop marches and protests and we should start 
um, supporting uh, people politically uh, through education and politics and funding and that sort of thing. You know, we just interviewed a uh, city council member from Oceanside who's uh, extreme. His leadership's amazing. I'll bet you most of the audience hasn't really heard of him. And and here's a guy who's right. leading the charge with COVID-19 and, and everything that's going on. He's leading the charge with the Second Amendment. And, you know, it, it's just amazing that this guy doesn't have a million dollars to fight with. You know, I, I think that yeah. a thousand of us should give him a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? And, and or whatever, uh, you know, 10,000 of us should give him a hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I just my, my point of view is that these marches and protests, we, I think we got to we got to dig deeper and get more creative. Sure. And I've heard that argument time and time again, which is perfectly fine. It's actually it's a legitimate argument. And I agree with some of your points. However, you have to try and remember that people need an outlet. People need an outlet that they they know that they've done something. And uh, whether it be productive or even sometimes, like you said, it can be counterproductive. The way that the news covers protests and the Gadsden flag, uh, they see the Gadsden flag as some type of racist symbol, uh, when in reality they just don't know the history of the Gadsden flag. Uh, but that's the way that they view it. And so they, they look at people that are marching with flags like that, and U.S. flags and yeah, you know, a lot of times you'll hear white nationalists thrown around uh, when we all know that that's not the case. In the Second Amendment community, there, there's everybody's there, right? Everybody, everybody's represented. Um, as a matter of fact, I have friends that are in the LGBT community, and they are big Second Amendment supporters. So we have everybody, but that's not the way that it's covered. So yeah, I can see that being a, an issue as far as image goes, but people. So what's your advice when, when, people, when, when people do protest? What's your advice to, to make sure that it is effective and that it isn't covered in that way? I say people protest in whatever way they feel. I'm 100 percent open with that. And if people want to protest in full gear, I, I think that that should be their right. And sometimes it helps people feel like they're extend. Uh, it feels when you're out there protesting and let's say that you decide to wear a plate carrier. Those people feel like they're able to protest in their own way, and they feel empowered by that. And sometimes that's just what it takes. It, it takes people to feel empowered to, to get them motivated to maybe do more. So they go out there, they go to a rally, they rally in the way that they want. They go home, they feel good about what they did, and maybe they want to continue. You know, Maybe they want to donate, maybe they want to help support the next cause. And so I think that it groups people together in a way that it, it, it makes for a better community. Uh, people gets people closer together. Helps okay. us unite in a way. Yeah. I tell you what, William, can you hang with us for another segment? Yeah, absolutely. All right, folks. William, the Daily Shooter, will be back in a moment. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, have you been to AO Firearms in El Cajon? Well, they've got the widest selection of guns in San Diego County with over 600 unique guns in stock, including hundreds of used guns. Go see their full-service, experienced gunsmith. They can do everything from mild repair to full custom firearms. AO Sword Firearms Store located at 929 East Main Street in the city of El Cajon. Go to their website at aosword.com or give them a call at 619-749-4867. You can build, buy, or repair. A.O. Sword Firearm is your go-to place for all things firearms. That's aosword.com. 
Call them, 619-749-4867. This segment is sponsored by attorney John Dillon. And if you have any legal issues that involve anything gun-related, give John a call. Red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, and storage. Call attorney John Dillon. All right, but hey, John's not calling in today. He's still busy working on law cases. So we've extended our next segment to William, the Daily Shooter. William, you're back. Yes, sir. We're talking to William, the Daily Shooter. You can find him on YouTube. Just do a search for the Daily Shooter, and he does all kinds of cool videos. Subscribe to his channel. Check him out. Um, He does a great job of keeping everybody informed, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate what you do on YouTube. Tell us a little bit more about your channel. Uh, my channel is a Second Amendment-related channel that deals with not only just firearms reviews, accessory reviews, but uh, also we deal a lot with Second Amendment-related topics. Talk about all the national news, including California. California tends to be a pretty big one. and That uh, takes up a lot of time. As a matter of fact, I had to make a second channel now just to deal with Second Amendment news. So uh, it's a pretty good mix of everything. Tell us about that. I, I heard a little bit about that. I'm not familiar. So you, what, what's the difference between the channels? Or tell us about the new channel as well. Yeah, so the Daily Shooter really dealt mostly with just California. But with everything that was going on, I decided to expand. Uh, made a second channel called Daily's 2A News. And that deals more with the Second Amendment on a national level, including California. I think the last four videos have been California-related, but it, it's more of a national news channel. That's cool. So tell us a product, you know, hopefully one that we can buy in California, um, yeah. that you've reviewed in the past, uh, whatever, six months, um, that really blew you away. What's something that impressed you that you really enjoyed? Uh, well, it's probably the Desert Tech MDR, uh, which is a bullpup, and it is a, a new bullpup in 2020 designed for California. So they know my California content. They got in contact with me before it was released a little bit early in 2019. And uh, it was uh, really interesting, the development of it, because a lot of companies don't realize that in order to get your firearm into California, if you have a long gun, it doesn't really require all that much to make it featureless to at least send it in and then allow the end user to modify it. And so that's what they did. They took a bullpup, they put a slightly longer barrel on it, and a thin grip to make it featureless. Then now it ships into California. So I think a lot of people can appreciate the bullpup design that, you know, people had a hard time getting in California unless it was another brand. So uh, I really appreciate the fact that they put in a little bit of effort to research that and get it out to people who didn't have it before. I've come to when I was a, you know, I was a kid growing up in the 80s and the early 90s, uh, you know, the the big popular bullpup at the time was the Steyr Aug. And that thing, oh, it might as well have been a, you know, space gun. I mean, it was so cool looking. Um, And, uh, and then, but yeah, it's gotten really popular. I love my, like my KSG, my shotgun, my bullpup shotgun. Love my bullpup shotgun. Yeah, I think it's great. I don't know. Have you reviewed one? I have not. I have not. I've never even shot one, to be honest with you. I love it. Uh, Take the opportunity. I think they're great. Um, so what do you like about th- this bullpup in particular? Is it just the fact that Californians can get one, or what, what really turned you on about it? So this is a real modular bullpup, and it makes it modifiable when you leave California. Or if you were to go to Las Vegas, a lot of people in Southern California take trips to Las Vegas all the time. And you can pretty much go shooting anywhere north, east, west, or south of Vegas. And so what you can do is you can simply take that little plastic fin grip off because it's not a permanent modification. 
and then you could take a smaller 16-inch barrel or, uh, you know, something like that, and then it's just a matter of an Allen wrench. Pop that old barrel out, pop the shorter barrel back in, pull off the fin grip, and you're good to go the way it was originally designed. So I like the fact that it was uh, modular. A lot of people have it in California, but if you ever uh, want to shoot somewhere else, you know, you can have what everybody else have without anybody laughing at you. So I thought that was pretty good. That is cool. Now remind people, what is it exactly again? It is the Desert Tech MDR. And you can get that in, what, 223 or? It is either in 556 or in 308. I believe they also have one in 65 Creedmoor. Oh, cool. All right. Excellent. Yeah. So a lot of these, did you go to Shock Show, by the way? Oh, yeah, of course. How did you, did you have your own booth or did you? Pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. SHOT Show had its own little virus going on from what I hear. Everybody that went to SHOT Show walked around for two weeks hacking and sneezing and coughing. Um, yeah, that was me. <laughs> did you have your own booth or did you just go around and, and visit everybody? Oh, yeah. I had so many appointments. I was there from 7 o'clock in the morning till 5 or 6 o'clock at night having meetings afterwards and talking to different companies about what they got coming out. Wow. So they approach you and say, hey, look, we because you have such a great following, we want you to know about our products so you can get the word out. Is that kind of how it happens? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, I try and appeal to the average guy. You know, there's a lot of super fast, uh, you could call them operator types on YouTube, but, uh, you know, not too many people that were appealing to just, you know, your average guy that goes to the gun shop and picks them up. And so I try and appeal to that audience. And you know, that's where a lot of companies are wanting to sell these days. Now, how does that feel? Because you just kind of started this, you know, out of your garage. I don't know if it was literally out of your garage, but you just kind of started doing these videos. Um, it was, you know, this kind of video production wasn't necessarily your your background. It was just a hobby, and now it's turned into a career. How does that feel? Uh, it feels pretty good. It's a very difficult career. There's a lot more that goes into it than I think people know. I spend probably 70 or 80 hours a week just uh, doing social media stuff. I'm up till one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning editing, and then I'm up at six o'clock in the morning trying to make the next video and get you know the latest topic out because things break pretty fast and you got to jump on top of it. So it's a lot of work, but it's it's really re- rewarding, especially when somebody comes up to you and says, "Hey, uh, you know, I'm in the military and I was stationed in North Carolina. I watched a bunch of your videos and, and it really helped me transition to California." And it's it's those things that make it feel good. Yeah, you are quick. Folks, if you're listening, go and subscribe to The Daily Shooter because, uh, I mean, it's, you you break news faster than just about anybody out there. You, you have like a, a, a thorough <laughs> understanding and a an edited professional video and an explanation of things that are going on, uh, you know, but when, when uh, most of the rest of us are still scrambling around for information. You do a fantastic job on that, William. I really appreciate it. Thanks, and I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, that, that case I also wanted to mention – uh, that you're involved with with the assault weapons ban in California, the we we might be getting a decision fairly soon. As a matter of fact, yeah, tell us about the, that. You get panel on the ninth. Tell us so. Tell us a little about that. We were supposed to have a hearing. Bring us up to speed. Right, we pretend, had a hearing. Pretend, pretend we don't. We I, we had we had one. We were supposed to have one earlier. Bring people. Bring us up to speed. Tell us everything you, we we uh, need to know about that. Sure. So the case is Duncan v. Becerra. Javier Becerra is the Attorney General of California. And uh, they were sued over the restrictions through the assault weapons ban in Prop 63. So the lawsuit went its way through courts, uh, through the court system. And then it ended up in the Ninth Circuit, where it was heard by a three-judge panel. So the entire Ninth Circuit didn't hear it, just a three-judge panel. 
that three-judge panel ended up hearing it uh, via video conference, uh, which I was really surprised about because the court, courtrooms were closed. And so they heard the arguments via the video conference, and uh, both sides were represented, the Sarah and Duncan. And the lawyers made their case, and then the judges have gone back, and now they're going to be making their decision on the assault weapons ban, whether or not it's constitutional. Well, that, the Duncan, that's the magazine one, right? That's the magazine ban, the high, high capacity. Duncan, Miller, excuse me. Yeah, Miller. Okay, so Miller. Okay, right. yeah, okay. so the, the one that we're involved with is Miller. Right now, so. So they heard it yeah. via video, um, and uh, well, how long would you anticipate us having to wait for a uh, for a decision? You know, I was hoping that there would be a decision already. Uh, this is, you know, something that's been going on for a little bit now. So uh, the arguments were really good, and I thought they were to the point. I honestly thought that uh, the the lawyer for the state of California didn't do the best job arguing his case. And it seemed like at least two of the three attorneys, or excuse me, two of the three judges were on our side. So I expect that it's come back pretty quick. The fact that it's taking a little bit longer means that uh, they're they're weighing the position a little bit more. So I'm I'm not as optimistic as I was before, but I still think we have a fairly good shot at winning this one. But I would say, you know, keeping. Keep on top of it over the next couple of weeks. So what do you think? We had, you know, the, the Duncan uh, case on magazines. We had Freedom Week for, for a week uh, where you could buy yeah. normal capacity magazines or, uh, you know, that sort of thing. What do you think if they do, if it does come, what do you think the most likely uh, case scenario is uh, if they do come back with a positive decision? If you had to guess and look into a crystal ball, what, what would you say? Uh, in, t- in terms of the decision being finalized or whether or not it goes up further to the Supreme Court. Well, what do you think the most likely scenario is? Do you think that they'll just completely get rid of the assault weapons ban and then we're all back to normal? Or do you think that they'll we'll get a, f- a Freedom Week, you know, 2.0? Or what do, you, what do you, if you had to put your money down, what do you think the result's going to be? I think we're getting a Freedom Week 2.0. That's, that's my personal opinion. And the reason that I think that is, uh, because Judge Benitez, uh, who put out the original opinion on it, he was he used a lot of arguments that were so solid and really leaned on a lot of Supreme Court uh, precedent that it, I, it was really hard to argue against what he said in his opinion. And uh, I think that as long as they at least acknowledge the fact that he had that opinion and, uh, you know, they used a lot of the – uh, a lot of the words that were used by Scalia, in his opinion. Yeah, for the Heller versus D.C. case? For, in Heller, right. I, I think that as long as they look at Heller and they, as long as they look at Benitez's opinion, then I think that we have a pretty good chance of winning that one. All right, so what would you like to see all of us here in San Diego do? Uh, you, you got We got about a minute and a half here. Um, what would you like us all to do? We, we, we find you on YouTube and subscribe to your channel. I know that's number one. Uh, but what else sure. would you like to see us all do? Well, here's the thing. Everybody's looking for a way to stand up for your Second Amendment rights. So for whatever group you decide to go with, it doesn't matter which group you decide, but whatever Second Amendment group that you can support, support it. Because we're not lawyers. We're just regular people. We can't go into court and present our case and speak all these legal terms. We, we don't understand that stuff. So support the people that do understand that stuff that go in on fight on our behalf. Uh, that's probably the best thing that you can do for the Second Amendment. Just like you were saying with rallies, rallies can uh, cause a little bit of, of problems sometimes. So if you're worried about that, support your local gun group. That's the best thing that you can do. They're the ones that are out there fighting for us every single day. 
Excellent. Well, thank you so much for all that you do. Do you have a website too? Uh, dailyshooter.com. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah, dailyshooter.com. Find them on YouTube. Thank you so much for all you do. Appreciate your time. Uh, you know, stay safe and uh, keep the good work up. Thanks, buddy. Excellent show. Have a great day. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. What's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Mike Lance, Joe, and I use them. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners. With a 24-7 emergency hotline and plans designed specifically for the firearms owner, talk to the good folks at Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com or call them at 469-310-9100. 469-310-9100. Gun owners, be ready with a lawyer in your corner. This segment is brought to you by The Gun Range San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego. They're still open 10 to 10, seven days a week. 858-573-1911. You can go to thegunrangesandiego.com. Find out anything and everything they're doing. That's thegunrangesandiego.com. Well, normally we have either Casey or Jason on the line, but they have not called in as yet, so they're probably pretty busy at the gun range because everybody and their brother is trying to buy a gun right now. Well, I don't blame them. No, I don't. I don't. I don't blame them either. I don't blame them either. Not even the least. So, all right. Well, why don't we talk about this? Uh, so, there's a California bill that is making its way through. So as we all know, you can't buy a bunch of different uh, pistols because of the safe handgun roster, right? We all know that. Right. And the reason you can't get on the safe handgun roster is because they want you to micro stamp, which uh, this complicated uh, serial number, onto the casing. And and that that technology literally doesn't exist. Yeah, but they want it anyway. They want it anyway. So there is uh, uh, somebody in the assembly in uh, the San Francisco area who says, look, we want gun manufacturers to comply with this. If it's impossible for them to comply with it, let's see if we can make it possible. So rather than this complicated serial number, maybe they can just stamp, you know, <clears throat> like a shape or, or some kind of uh, some other kind of. They're basically trying to make it uh, uh, a branding. Yeah, some kind of branding, something something possible. That well, why it, doesn't the shooter just leave a business card? <laughs> You think that would? Well, we yeah, just like, make that yeah. law. Like, yeah. look, if you're going to shoot somebody, you have to leave a business drop card. Drop a business card. Is that too much? To, I don't think that's well, too much to ask. That sounds as stupid as the other one, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, what do you think of that, though? What do you think? You well, think this? I think, uh, first off, I mean, could you just could you just file the thing off? Uh, Jason's on the line. You know what I mean? Did, couldn't you just file it off? You could, you could do a ton, I a mean, ton of stuff. Put a, put a micro-stamping of any I'll kind. I'll bet you, just you Jason can figure out how to do it. Yeah, Jason uh, from the gun gun range. You know how to do it, Jason. Hey. How, how do you stamp the so that when somebody shoots somebody, I think just drop a business card after you shoot somebody. We're talking. <laughs> hey, sorry to be fashionably late. How do you do what now? Get rid of the uh, micro-stamping if that does go through? But well, they, they actually made so that. They're proposing that they make the micro-stamping easier so that 
gun uh, manufacturers can comply with it and actually, you know, make something. Uh, um, so we were just talking about that. So I just said, just shoot somebody and then drop a business card. That way you don't have to go through all that yeah, rigmarole. They're calling current. You know, um, it would, you know, the kind of thing, it does exist in other machinery. It's basically like an electro stencil kind of thing. A lot of people say the technology doesn't exist. That's not true. It does exist. Just nobody's built it because it would be unreasonably expensive to do it. Uh, the thing with micro stamping is the thing that sucks is that if you, if I did do that, if I'm a manufacturer and I actually made a machine that did this, it would cost an astronomical amount of money. Not to mention, I could literally take a file, one swipe, that thing is gone. That's or what Lance was talking about. Firing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah I, buy, I, yeah, I could buy a firing pin for, for you know, $3.00 install that firing pin and then it defeats the purpose of the whole thing. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, obviously, obviously the opposition knows this and they want to hold that over you. Yeah. There's no point in making it if it's so easily defeated. And it's kind of this, you know, unfortunately, a very clever way of denying us. Well, you know, it's there's actually a, a, a lawsuit going on about the pistol roster right now. And if you have a California legislator admitting that this thing is uh, impossible to follow. I wonder how that's going to weigh, uh, you know, on the uh, on the uh, on the case in court. I mean, you have a, a legislator right. right now saying, yeah, OK, it's impossible to follow. Let's try to fix it. So that might might, might help us out. That might be a good question for uh, Brian. I Jones. really like that. There you go. Yeah. yeah I would really like that to work out. So you got the uh, last ton of guns that I would like to get. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> doubt. And we heard you had uh, last uh, you had Easter off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Easter off. We had a nice, nice rabbit day. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you guys had a nice Easter. Oh, we yeah. did. We did. You still got the line out the door? Or what's happening now? Yeah. Uh, right now, yeah, we got a long line. People waiting for the range, for sales. Got uh, still, it's still busy. Yeah, well. So the, ra- so the range is open? The range is open. Uh. But we have to. But we have to. Obviously, we have to still have to maintain social distancing. Right. So. You're absolutely required to wear a mask inside the store. Uh, but yeah, it, it is open. Are we done? Well, that's good news. Yeah, and the the dress yeah, yeah. is still running uh, far right. behind. It is. It is lagging behind uh, more than you know. For most people, more than two days now. We actually have some people that are, are about four days. Did you, did, right now. did you get anything delivered last week? We did get guns delivered. Um, mm. It just takes an extra, you know, few days. So, okay, we, are so it's, it, we are able to deliver things. It's just taking it. This is a serious delay. All right. Well, at least it's not stopped. Yeah. Right. It's not, no, nothing stopped completely. That, that's what we were really afraid of. But that's the last thing we want. But yeah, everything so far, it's just being almost everything is, is being delayed about on average right now, about three, four days now. I gotcha. And so if someone We're wanted to come to your further. store and, and buy something, buy a, a handgun, then, I mean, what would you recommend they do? So just wait, probably, well, well, or be prepared. They, they got someone at the door, I um, think. Yeah. No, yeah we, I just, we just make sure they know that, you know, it is, hey, you know, it, 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 there's a good chance that you actually might be delayed by a few days. Everybody is okay with it. Okay. Everybody is, is okay with this. Yeah. They're all being very understanding, you know, the best customers around. Yeah, isn't that funny how, you know, one side screams and hollers at gun owners, yet when gun owners are put into a situation like this, they deal with it. They don't get crazy. Yeah, be, they don't they don't go pretty, off the edge. Yeah. I tend to be very responsible about it. You know, one of the funniest things I actually noticed, you know, I don't really 
it's not a mega habit to make fun of people, even you know people on the other side of the gun, you know, the gun rights thing. But I've seen a lot of people who just, you know, they come in. A lot of people, you know, they don't know anything about guns, but a lot of them are being just very brave and honest and saying, hey, you know what? I actually used to be against this like a week ago. <laughs> I was totally opposed to the idea of owning a gun. Wow. And now suddenly mm. I'm realizing this is actually something that I could actually use this to, to help myself or somebody mm-hmm. else or mm-hmm. my friends, my family. Right. Yeah, that's kind of nice to see. And, and you guys are polite. I mean, you don't harass anybody. That, no, you know, we're not. No. I mean, no. no. Last thing you want to do is, yeah, we're not, we're not making fun of anybody for it. But it is kind of funny to just to point out, like, oh, you know what? That's really cool then to say, you know, hey, you know, I actually was against this. Now I kind of get it. And now I, you know, I just kind of, it's nice to see that, that kind of understanding, you know, it's kind of like an enlightening. Yeah, because normally when we have the big rushes, like when Obama became president and, and things like that, and um, right, right. we didn't get this type of new shooting people coming in type of thing. No, oh no, it was all the same. It was all just the same. You know, people regularly right. buy guns, you know, their kids, their family and friends. Um, this has been a very eye-opening experience for a lot of people, even people in, you know, in the store. I've never, I've been in guns 12 years almost, and I've never seen anything like, uh, I've never heard of, you know, a bunch of people who vote liberal come in and, you know, suddenly they're like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's better to have it and not need it than the other way around. Yeah, yeah. That makes you know, sense. And suddenly they're like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be, maybe I shouldn't be just listening to everything, you know, the news I watch, you know, what they tell me, or maybe I should think about it. You know, this is nice to see people starting to think for themselves a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Well, if someone wanted to use the range, then um, how, how would they do that? Are you guys have a sign up for it, or how's that working? Yeah, that's right. We meet people at the door figure out what they want to do, if they want to, uh, you know, take a firearm safety certificate test, uh, if they want to shoot on the range, buy a gun, okay. whatever. We kind of sort of, you know, prioritize them and yeah. kind of just feed them through the door. Because there aren't really a lot of open ranges. Yeah. Can so, you can you call no, a no, make, can you make a range appointment? Can't make an appointment, no. We do have to have, a, we do have, to have somebody here uh, physically. And we can only have a certain number of people in the store at all times. But, you yeah. know, like I said, a lot of these people are being very patient. And they're being they're being great. Okay, good. Then what about your uh, your members? Like, uh, if they have a gold membership, like someone I they know, do still have. Uh, yeah, they do. St- they do still have front of line privileges. Nice. Do you uh, do you uh, restrict how much time Lance can stay in the range? Because you know that's he, right. I'm sorry, Lance. We do have to limit everybody to one hour right now because we essentially only have half the range open right now to maintain distance between right. shooters. Uh, because of that, we kind of have to limit everybody to yeah, one hour. Well, I think sense. an hour is... Just to make sure everybody gets their fair yeah, shot. Yeah, like you do get... Uh, you do 20 minutes. Get, you know, yeah, Lance, line privileges. Lance, he can take care of that in 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah. 20-minute <laughs> workout. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. <laughs> All right, well... Like unrainsandiego.com. Uh, yep, San Diego. Yep. That's us. Yep. That's us, man. Take a run cool. down there. They're still open 10 to 10, seven days a week. Go see Jason. Yep. He'll be there. Come see me. All right, brother. Uh, yeah. You're there now, right? I'm here right now. All right. Well, we had to look around. We weren't. <laughs> I am here. Sure. All, right. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, hey, don't give up, folks. You know, you got to support our local local gun shops. You got to go in and tell them you're there for them. And I just got a text from somebody that has a AK-47, and they don't know where they got it, but they want to know if that's going to be good for home defense. She will come down and see you. Be ready. Yeah.
I like her already. FM 96.1 AM 1170. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.